This is uh, Jim Fetzer, your host right here on Authentic News, RBN Live, this first day of March 2024, taking your calls. One here standing by, your, the lines are open, a perfect opportunity, especially first-time callers. You are welcome, one and all. Francis in North Carolina, how are you today, girl? I don't know. I'm getting ready for the weekend, so I'm going to try and chill out as much as I can. How about you, young man? Anyway. Sure. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, the mayor, governor, whatever in New York, Manhattan, apparently finally got his tail chewed out about how much he's getting paid off to allow illegal immigrants to come in and finally put his foot down and said, okay, you're out of here. So the question is, is he going to return those funds back? to start off with. I mean, I'm familiar with the scenario oh. about what happened and the fact that people are chewing him out. Francis, you, you, you have a story here I don't know. You're saying that uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, was paid big bucks for having migrants come into the city, and the question is, will he return the money? Unlikely, but that's very true. I mean, any, any governor that's allowing... Uh, the immigrants that come in illegally into their state, into their city, obviously they're getting paid off to do it. So the question I, is, when they do that, are they planning on repaying that funds back to go back to the people? In other words, you're actually speculating that they are being paid big bucks when it's a, you know it's been a political decision to create these sanctuary cities, the Democrats. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. They, th- they thought it was a good idea. It's actually catastrophically bad. So there may or may not be any funds of the type you're speculating about. Continue. Well, it may be. It may very well be. However, on the flip side, uh, for one thing, as far as the radio network is concerned, if, not, uh, if I recall in the letter code of it, it's not geared towards just simply white males radio network so whenever someone says well uh somebody is a uh an infiltrator troll whatever you want to call it because uh they're of a different sex a different ethnicity and so forth uh they shouldn't be on there excuse me we are adults for crying out loud it's when someone goes and shares information that is helpful to the everyday person that they should, should have been thinking about to begin with as far as their homestead, as far as their family goes and so forth, and how to prepare for things. To me, that says a lot more than calling them a troll. That is disrespectful, uh, among other uh, terminology. It's totally reprehensible. So I think people need to keep that thought in mind when starting the, uh, the whole labeling of people that are actually contributing information to help their, uh, their fellow human being, for that matter. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, so, yes. So I agree. Lauren, I agree. So, so Lauren, you go, girl. Keep up the good work. I don't care if you're purple with yellow polka dots. At least you're contributing something. Uh, just like with other gals, just like Renee and so forth. I know I'm missing some other gals or whatever that contribute to the uh, show and so forth as far as the network is concerned. Uh, Information-wise, that helps people to try to get to contemplate a different avenue of, of helping each other and themselves. So it's one thing to complain, but it's another to start doing something about it. Do you have a so, final that, thought for today, Francis? Well, my thoughts are still with uh, the original, I would refer to them as the original Israeli I. Uh, the Palestinians, and the restoration of their people and their homeland, for that matter. Uh, for that matter. So, other than that, have a fun weekend. Layla, hang tough, gal. You're in my thoughts. 
as well as Peter. No need to write a book. Later. Thank you, Francis. Max in New York, join the conversation, Max. On a political note, if you want to deal with Israel, my opinion is we need to start dealing with the Zionists in Congress and Senate right here in our backyards because they're the ones legislating all this money that's going over there. Yes. I don't even think I don't think this is a Democrat or Republican problem. I think this is a bar association problem because ultimately they filter through all the legislation if you think about it. And I think yes. all our legislation, all our taxation goes to serve Zionist interests. So you need yes. to start leaning on these legislators, these Chucky Schumers. I don't know, in New York is probably all pro-Zionist, so, you know. But there's other states that, you know, kind of can go both ways. But, you know, I'd call them up and say, you're not getting my money this year. And you put a little note with that, you know, that blank check saying, look, you know, you're not getting it until you start answering questions. That's another thing. People need to start asking questions, and they need to start saying no. Yes, yes, yes. Well, remember, Cynthia McKinney revealed the pledge back in 2011 on Press TV, namely that new members of Congress are asked to sign a pledge to put the interests of Israel ahead of even the interests of the United States, and virtually everyone signs, Max. It's just shocking. And that's Israel crazy. has so yeah, much control over our Congress. Go ahead. That's an, that's admission an admission in writing of treason. <laughs> how I yeah, see it. I mean, how, it, how is it well, Israel of foreign I, I, nations I, I, dictating I, I, our, our our national policy? How is that possible? Yeah. Well, I'm sure on your side, Max. I think it's a disgrace, and of course they have. Tremendous control over our media, our newspapers, our television programs, and the like. It's uh, refreshing that alternative media provides a break from the relentless propaganda from the Zionists. You're you're spot on, Max. A, fi a final um, a final thought a final thought today. Yeah, I was going to talk about the Beatles, but I got sidetracked because I I always hear everyone's talking about Israel and this, and I think we should be talking about Lahaina. But um, uh, I'll give you yeah. a little. A little. I'll call back and we'll talk about the Beatles. But Bunny Carlos, Bunny Carlos, and the and the members of Cheap Trick. I think they worked on an album with John Lennon and George Martin. Yes, and I think Bunny Carlos was left with such a sour taste in his mouth, and he would say, he said this: "Be careful who your heroes are." So he had uh, personal up close. You know, here they go and meet their, their hero, John Lennon, and he was probably the yeah. meanest, nastiest P.O.S. to these guys. Yeah. You know, all these guys looked up to him, you know, and, you know, so. But there's like, I, I made a whole bunch of notes, and I wanted to talk about uh, Stu Sutcliffe's sister finally put out a statement. She said she believed John Lennon had killed her brother. They got in some fight. I don't I don't really know what it was. I, sus I suspect... He, I think he had quit that band that, at that time and started going to college. And uh, I think I think he was having a relationship with him, too. So, you know, these are things, you know, and maybe he got a girlfriend. He was jealous. John ended up getting in a physical altercation with him and kicked the guy in the head, which three months later, ultimately, he had some sort of blood clot in his brain and it killed him. And I don't think he could ever live it down. And I think the reason why he didn't really get with his children, because he knew he couldn't be that, you know, everything's peace, love, and happiness guy. He, he, he you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty disturbing stuff. I'm not, I'm not familiar with. Just, yeah. I, I just don't think he, he felt like he was deserving of their love because of what he had done. So I don't know. I'd like to pick up on uh, some Beatles sure. maybe next week or something. Sure. Do it. Do it, Max. Call back and we'll talk about it again. You Thanks. have a good day, Jim. You too. Renee in North Carolina, join the conversation. Well, I have to agree with Francis. 
because, um, you know, for us girls, we feel uh, about as welcome as Darla at the old rascal's pity party echo chamber sometimes, where this uh, sense of uh. entitlement. <laughs> you know, it's like not all of them. Some people, some people can have a discussion. Others, no, it's like... This is my territory. We only say here what is acceptable in our echo chamber, and you are not welcome here. They want their free speech, but they really, they're tyrants. They don't believe in uh, giving it to other people who have a differing opinion. And they can they can see the, the flaws in other people's thinking, but they can't see it in their own. And like I said, because... Um, like I said, uh, I, I checked with my friend Russ on this, a very good guy who still has his, uh, the needle on his moral compass is still fastened and accurate. But particularly if I'm going to discuss something that, um, I, before I open my big mouth, I want to check with somebody like him, you know, because it is, you know, he is a nice, in his 50s, heterosexual white male. And I want to make sure, like, am I being fair? Am I seeing this correctly? We think that, uh, Rush Limbaugh was a government operative. Okay, we've been we've been manipulated and bamboozled by the oligarchs in the world since the beginning of time. Okay, and the thing is, um, when did he come? See, because Air America went bust, but Clear Channel, even though they were twenty billion in debt, they were allowed to go on and on and on and on. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Who and why were they keeping them alive unless the message that Clear Channel was getting out somehow served the purposes of somebody in power? Okay, because it didn't make sense. $20 billion? Okay, and then they changed the name to iHeart. But the thing is, because um, what happened was with Rush Limbaugh, right about the time that they started allowing, and I'm old enough to remember, a few women and um, people of color into some uh, positions of power, you know, where they might become a judge or something. And I remember this, okay? That previously, the white men had all the master, house slave, and overseer jobs pretty much all tied up for themselves, okay? And see, I think it was part of their manipulation, the way they want to divide to rule, and they'd like to, like, just continually twist the knife to promote conflict, okay? And every day for three hours a day, Rush was just sitting there just agitating, agitating white men, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. There's some jobs I do not think women should have. We don't have the upper body strength. But um, actually, so, no, I I don't want a woman farming, okay? But you know who I want driving the fire truck? A woman, because I don't care what y'all say, ask the insurance companies, we're the better drivers, okay? So the thing is, some jobs, like I said, but the thing is, they had all the better jobs tied up for themselves, okay, for so long, and they felt entitled to it, and they didn't want to share. I mean, you know, people don't like, you know, when they have things sewed up, they're going to fight to keep it. And so the thing is, and Rush Limbaugh was on the air every day just needling the hell out of him about this, okay, aggravating him. And the thing is, because remember, I don't trust anybody that's always agitating for conflict. That, see, that's what they want, conflict and chaos. chaos. And so the thing is, I, I really think, and I checked with Russ, and he said, yeah, you're 100%. I agree with you. He was some sort of working for the government because um, all he did was just needle and agitate and stir up anger constantly. So the thing is, um, I think some people, you know, some of the guys need to understand how they've been duped. Okay, like the military people. You know, if, if somebody has lied and duped me into putting myself in danger, not caring what happened to me, and if I got killed or hurt so they could make some money, you know, if somebody did that to me, bamboozled me like that, I wouldn't be proud I served. I'd be 
angry I'd been betrayed and bamboozled by people I trusted. That was a huge betrayal. And why? And But you see, this shows how powerful the brainwashing is where people don't want to give up that idea. It hurts too bad. It's part of, like, their identity. So the thing is, um, you know, what's frustrating for us is, like, you know, Smedley Butler saw through it, exposed the game, went war as a racket, and you'd think something would change, but it hadn't. You know, we've been trying to take over the Middle East from at least the time of Jesus. The white man has been trying to take over the Middle East. The Romans were over there, you know, in the time of Jesus. And I listened to Bill Cooper last night. He said, you see, I see Israel as a proxy war that was set up Years ago, they did that on purpose. That's a proxy war, just like the Ukraine. So the thing is, the thing is, this was set up, and, and Bill Cooper nailed it, probably why he's dead. He said, all these people, he says, it's not the Jews. See, I think in some ways it's reversed. They're being used in a proxy war because they couldn't be doing what they're doing if we didn't give them the money and all the arms or hadn't set them up over there in the first place and see bill cooper said the same thing you know and he and he also pointed out that the patriots were infiltrated by masons and british israelites and so the thing is i i I think there's need and i listened to another guy the other night too this was fascinating he says that the the english financed both the zionists and the nazis and he explained how this Mason, uh, uh, who was heading out the Bank of England, in order to, where it couldn't be as obvious to be traced, he sent the money to the Brown Brothers harem and thing that was all run by a bunch of skull and bones, Masons, okay, Brown Brothers Harriman. So he didn't want to do it directly, so he sent it to Brown Brothers Harriman, and then they sent the money to Germany, as we have all learned about in the past with Prescott Bush and all that. So the thing is, the thing is to 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 not just look at the surface. And don't get me wrong, what they just did, what the Israelis just did to those people trying to go get food, which just is awful, just awful. And I'm not letting them off the hook at all. But they could not be doing this unless because their population is so small. If they were in a war with somebody, they do not have the numbers without the backing of the Anglo-American Empire with resources and weapons. They could not be doing this. It's impossible. If we wanted to stop them, we could crush them in a minute because their numbers are so small. So I just wish people would um, think more about, you know, things are not always as they appear on the surface. I think this goes way deeper, and people need to understand that, like I say, look at the damn pictures, okay? Who, who, what population, demographic group, most represents the people in power who are bringing in this new world order? I hate to tell y'all, they look like us. Hello? Yeah, did we lose you? No, I'm here. No, they look like okay. us. But you see, it's hard. It's hard. Nobody wants to see that. It's kind of like people don't like to look at their own sins. Hey. They want to look at the sins of the other who's different. Hey. It's hard. Yeah. I understand it. But we're being taken down, and we're being taken down from by our own kind. Most of the people, these Joint Chiefs of Staff, let's see, oh, white men, okay? Most of the president, even Obama, he's half white. The thing is, and like I say, I, I, yes, I'm proud of the good parts of the white people, but I am not going to be blind. My dedication is to the truth. And when my yeah. white people Thanks. are not alive, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm going to call them out. Thanks, Renee. We'll be right back. I never anybody's help in any way. But now these days are gone, I'm not so self-assured. Now I find a chain of mind, I'll open up the door. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. 
Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats and even when they did it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. up the rice in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely Well, Renee covered quite a bit of territory there and uh, really gets on a roll. And uh, even if I wanted to, you know, raise some questions, uh, it's tough. I would say about Rush Limbaugh, though I know many who were more addicted to Rush than I, the occasions when I heard him, I thought he was brilliant. Uh, I was tremendously impressed, and I didn't get any sense of anything other than authenticity from this guy. I think he was uh, a political genius, my take. Much more articulate and interesting, in my opinion, than Karl Rove, who's also been characterized as a political genius. I think head and shoulders better than James Carvel. As far as Israel... (laughs) This is uh, Zionism. We're talking about uh, intense ideology of belief and Jewish superiority that the other races only exist to serve the Jews. The Jews are entitled to lie, cheat, steal, murder, rape, non-Jews. Huh? I don't think there's a mystery about it when you have Israel as an extension of the Rothschild banking empire, which is the richest, wealthiest on earth 
I, I honestly think it's all pretty straightforward when it comes to what's going on in Israel. And I don't see any sense of a proxy war whatsoever. Meanwhile, Joe in Alaska. Joe, join the conversation, Joe. Uh, hi, James. Uh, sorry I didn't get back to you yesterday. We're back at down in uh, single digits last night, and I had to be... <laughs> rustling up a bunch of firewood <laughs> sure anyway uh yeah uh two days ago uh you were talking about uh richard nixon and yes. uh, i just got done reading a book uh about uh nixon uh <clears throat> it's called watergate exposed uh and uh it's written by uh a uh confidential informant uh that was working for uh uh the dc metro police department and uh uh and he was uh uh in the white house with nixon uh, anyway um the, the the point i wanted to bring up is uh this robert merritt um he he goes into uh uh, what happened with uh, Watergate uh, in that uh, he said that Nixon was set up. He didn't even know uh, about the plumbers until uh, he read it in the New York Times. Um, and how this happened was apparently uh, uh, that uh, uh, he had appointed uh, uh, FBI Director Gray um, uh, after uh, after the assistant deputy director Mark Felt uh, had bumped off uh, uh, Hoover, okay, and uh, uh, Felt was uh, uh, disappointed that uh, Gray was appointed. Uh, he was expecting he would advance to be director of the FBI, but. Um, at any rate, uh, what Merritt was saying was that uh, uh, Mark Belt was deep, deep throat, and that he had uh, um, tipped off um, Woodward, and Woodward was uh, uh, was not a reporter. Uh, he was an intelligence officer for the military intelligence. Uh, and of course, uh, Bernstein was uh, uh, <laughs> right. uh, a Jew, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, what else? We, we was um, oh yeah, he was FBI. Joe, the, um, the stories about the stories about Mark Felt being deep throat, I consider to be totally bogus. They came out after Mark Felt was already incompetent; he was suffering from dementia. You could say anything about him, and he wouldn't be able to respond. Think about it. They have a reason for using names like that. Who was close to Nixon? Who would have known Nixon better than almost anyone else? Who had a deep throat? Henry Kissinger. I'm telling well, you, Kissinger was deep throat, not Mark Felt. So, well, uh, you know, I, I, would, I would have certain reservations about this particular source. You get these complicated, you know, controversial events, and it, many different books are written from many points of view, but I guarantee you, Mark Felt was not Deep Throat, and Henry Kissinger, I guarantee was. Joe, thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, Joe. Let me write that. Eleanor Rigby Picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been Lives in a dream Waits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people? You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3DBunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. Drinksupertea.com. Hi, Tom Bolton for EaseOff. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Here comes the sun. Well, sorting out is complicated. Events like Watergate can be a tricky business, and I sure appreciate Joe's call from Alaska. I also appreciate that report when it ends with cows, too. I just love that. Alexander in Canada, great to have you back, Alexander. Join the conversation. Uh, hello, sir. Can you hear me? Yes. You see, sir, I just want to make a, a couple of points. Um, see, sir, first of all, uh, when it comes to uh, Frances, the first caller, she was wrong yeah. about, uh, uh, about, about not mentioning people who are trolls. I think we should mention trolls when they, when they show up. And see, sir, Frances uh, contradicted herself. Yes, didn't she... Uh, uh, condemn uh, uh, hijacker remember that guy that we all c- condemned like two weeks ago whatever and by saying that Palestinians should have a state in turkey you see she condemned him uh, just like we all did because of his uh, he didn't make any sense so now, now see, so I, I respect francis but but uh yeah like you see, now, see look i'm not saying that we, 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 that we should insult people i'm just saying like calling up calling a person a troll uh, uh should be uh should be uh, done like, like, you should expose if a person is a troll or whatever. And see, sir, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a subtle business. I've exposed so many in the JFK community. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm talking about 
20, you know, some of the most prominent individuals in the community in the past, Josiah Thompson, Robert Groden, their limited hangouts, their retrained the search for truth. And then one group after another, I could name many more. I published on so many. It's a it's a complex business, but it, it it's really important to sort things out and to evaluate sources as to their credibility. So I'm in fundamental agreement with you, Alexander. And so the second point I want to tell you that you mentioned yesterday, Abby Martin, uh, in, in, in her documentary, or, or like she made a video or, or, uh, or like interviews or whatever. Um, you see, sir, Abby Martin, she condemned, she says Israel is a racist state, and, she, and she's absolutely right. But see, so she said Israel's racism is just like Trump's uh, being a white supremacist. So, so obviously, yeah, Abby Martin Trump, is is, Trump. is is controlled opposition, like like like, Trump like you can't you, 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 you can't is, equate. I'm sorry. Trump is not a white supremacist. That's just yeah. silly. I don't I, I don't yeah, want exactly. to come up with something that's rubbish, total rubbish. Yeah, 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 Abby Martin is usually pretty good, but I think you're exactly right, Alexander. She was correct yeah. about, of course, Israeli racism. Did you hear yeah. me say yesterday that that Judaism is inherently racist insofar as it's premised on a superiority of the Jewish race? What could be more racist than that for crying out loud? So I yeah. think all the anti-Semitism complaints are, you know, deflections, distractions. They're, they're often fabrications. They have... I'm convinced ADL will pay somebody 20 bucks to go into a cemetery and kick over a few Jewish gravestones or whatever, or take a buy a can of spray paint and put a swastika on a wall, you know, and then they hype it up as though it's a big deal when it's anything but. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Alexander. Continue. You see, so it's really ridiculous that you equate, uh, 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 you see, so even the KKK won't even come close to the Jewish supremacists in Israel. So it's ridiculous to, to, to equate white supremacy with Trump and so on. And Caesar, and, and Caesar, my last point is that again, with with the, with Renee, Caesar, she mentioned a couple of things. And Caesar, you stole my thunder. You told her she said uh, Israel is, is is a proxy uh, agent, uh, a proxy war. And Caesar, that that's completely nonsense. Just like you said, this has nothing to do with any proxy war or proxy agenda, or whatever. This is all based on the agenda of the Rothschilds, which was all planned up to destroy Palestine ethnically cleanse them, to destroy the Middle East, Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, and so on, and also to get the Americans and the Arabs to kill one another, or Muslims and Christians to kill one another. L- look at the war in Iraq. Look at the war in Afghanistan, the war in Libya. So, uh, yeah. uh, attack Saddam Hussein, Gaddafi, and so on. Right. You see the, so, see, so, see, so she said Bill Cooper, Billy Cooper. Billy Cooper is garbage. This has nothing to do with, 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 the, with, the, with the proxy war or, 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 or the American interest. Yeah. How do, uh, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of, Alexander, a lot of people have a high opinion of William Cooper, you know, behold a pale horse and all that. So, but the question is whether it fit the context, you know, whether he was saying in one context fit another. That Those kinds of questions are always open to interpretation and debate. Continue. Yeah, but see, sir, um, that argument has been refuted like, 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 even Chomsky makes this argument. Who, who doesn't know who, who doesn't know what he's talking about? You see, sir, Israel has nothing to do with the American interest or American benefits. And see, sir, Israel attacked Americans, killed Americans, spied on Americans. Uh, the, the, hasn't Renee really ever heard of Jonathan Pollard and, and all the damage that he did? Uh, yeah. Uh, and Israel killed the U.S. Yeah. celebrity uh, people and and uh, September but, 11th. So and and, and see, sir, she said that. Sorry. For those who don't know, you know, I take after Chomsky, meaning I think Chomsky's CIA. You can find online two different interviews I did about Chomsky. Yeah, uh, see, I saw that. Do a search of Fetzer on Chomsky. And the first one is short. It's only about seven, seven and a half minutes. And I'm talking about how Chomsky says, even if there were a conspiracy in the assassination JFK, it didn't make any difference because no important issues a policy were involved, which is about as absurd as you can get on JFK. And on 9-11, he's saying why he thinks it was all on the up and up, you know, the official narratives. I mean, this is this is just 
unbelievable bullshit from this guy. Yeah. I, I have friends who believed every word Noam Chomsky ever uttered. I got to tell you, Alexander. I mean, I had a close yeah. friend who followed him faithfully. He also believed yeah. every word on in, on NPR, you know, and I, I don't know what to say. I mean, he was a good guy. I mean, I liked him, but I mean, in my yeah, opinion, not exercising a lot of critical thinking. Yeah. You see, so I told I, 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 I know friends that, that, that worship Chomsky, and, 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 and we all know Chomsky is a, is a joke, but Cesar Rene said that uh, uh, the, uh, the Anglo the, the, the Saxon British used the Jews for their interest and, and used the Americans yeah. for their interest. No, sir, it's, 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 it's the yeah. other way around. It, it's, not, it's Israel that's using America for its own interest. It's Israel using the American yeah. people's money because they, control the, yeah. because they control the Congress. You see, sir, you said many yeah. times Israel. Uh, the, 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 the American government is Israeli occupied territory. How many times yeah. uh, we have to we have to tell Rene this? Alexander, so, uh, Alexander, if I didn't have four other callers, I'd keep going. I, I like it when you call in. I think you're a so really you smart much. guy. Thank you yeah, very much. Appreciate it. it. To the other one of my fetzer on Chomsky, which is about twenty twenty five minutes with Paula Gloria. You'll learn a fair amount about. Why I take apart Chomsky's theory of mind and language, for which he's been massively pounded. Yeah, I saw your videos on Chomsky. You were excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you mean Chomsky? Chomsky? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Alexander. Yeah, yeah good. Okay, Catherine in Virginia. Catherine, join the conversation. Catherine, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to speak, speak about what Renee said, and I was surprised sure. that you didn't correct her. Um, it, it, when Renee gets on a roll, it's almost impossible. No, but, I mean, it's uh, permeable. You know, I mean, she's just going. No, but, 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 but this is just this is just a very, like I don't know if some of these people are trolls that they might say some good things. And I didn't hear the entire conversation. Um, I just tuned so what in. You, what are you thinking um, about? What are you talking about? What's in your what, mind? What I was going to speak about is that she said that London or England um, financed Hitler. And what happened was he, Germany was tied into the banking system. They had to service the, you know, terribly unfair... Uh, reparations from the Treaty of Versailles. So the money would keep coming in. So until Hitler got them off of the gold standard, off of the, um, you know, the Jewish banks, that's the way it worked. That, you know, it wasn't until yeah. Hitler got them off of the, uh, you know, made the Reich um, mark based on, yeah, you know, this, Germany it, didn't have... Yeah. This gets into some fairly complex issues. I have a dear friend... No, but it's so, it's so simple. And hang, people hang, keep... hang, hang, hang on. I have a dear friend, Greg Hallett, who, who, who may or may not become king of England as John Third. He's a prolific author. He's one of the leading experts on the royal family. And among his many books, and they're voluminous, is one entitled Hitler Was a British Agent. So if you're asking right. about that specific point, I think there are, it's a debatable proposition. And, you know, yeah, we I, all I, have I, opinions, and we're not going to be right on all of our opinions, but just because someone has an opinion with which I disagree, I'm not therefore going to call them out. I mean, you know, I'm doing my best to arbitrate a free exchange of ideas and getting diverse ideas and valuable and sorting things out for each of us. And that's how I envision my role. But but in this case, I think when she was saying about uh, the British financing both sides in World War II, I mean, there, there, there may be something to that. And that's why I mentioned Hallett's book, because it seemed to me a, a, a splendid example of the type. Go, go ahead. Well... I thought all of that in the truth movement had been totally disproven already um, with Dennis Wise's documentaries and, you know, various other things. And what happens is that, um, you know, I'm aware of Anthony Sutton's book, 
um, what happens is that that's why they stop information from coming out for, you know, 75 years from COVID and JFK and all the crimes that the Jewish um, system does, they put a limit on, you know, they, they, until many, many people are dead, uh, you can't get the oh. information out. And then okay, when more... Listen, you bring, up JFK, you bring up JFK and mention it as though it were an Israeli op. Hang on a second. Well, I'm yeah, I do air. think, I mean, it was Rothschild. Uh, it was Rothschild. It was uh, Israel. Catherine, listen, if there's any subject on which I'm an expert in terms of a political event, it's the assassination of JFK, Okay. And what I'm telling you is it's not that simple. Israel did have a role. They did have a shooter. There were eight different parties who were sponsors of the event. Each of them had their own hit man. Israel was one of the eight. Now, there are ways of arguing that because Lyndon had a mother or stepmother, whatever, a half-mother that was Jewish, that Lyndon is supposed to be the a kind of a crypto-Jew, and he, Lyndon was definitely the mastermind behind the assassination, mark my words. But it involved the CIA, the neocons in the Department of Defense. Actually, it was the Joint Chiefs, uh, the, 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 the mafia, the anti-Castro Cubans, the Texas oil men, and the eastern establishment surrounding the Fed, as well as, you know, Lyndon himself. He had, one of his, he had his own personal hitman there in Dallas. So, you know, Malcolm Mac Wallace, I can tell you who fired the shots and what the effect they had and the whole bit. So, you know, I'm just telling you, it's easy to kind of exaggerate with these very complicated events as to what happened. But I I do appreciate all your comments and questions. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think when people say, oh, it was the military industrial complex, they are thinking of how, at one point, our military was controlled by white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. And since that time, the Jews, you know, Rothschild usury completely took over the American establishment. So when you say... um, you know, it's our, America's military-industrial complex. Um, I, it's very I don't say to, that. I don't to, say to, that. To steer I don't away say that. from the Jews. Catherine, I don't say that because I think it's an oversimplification. And I'm not distracting from the Jews. By God, I have a book on 9-11 just nailing the Jews. That was a Jewish op, Israeli Bibi Netanyahu and Ehud Umert with a brain trust behind 9-11. Uh, you know, oh, I, mean, I mean, every, every I'm not, not going to spare the Jews if they are responsible, but I'm also not going to exaggerate their role. And in relation to JFK, the role has been exaggerated, I tell you. Not, and in relation to 9-11, it hasn't been ex- emphasized enough. So there's the historical asymmetry there. Look, give me a final well, thought, Catherine. I got, I, got, I got three others. Go ahead. A final thought. Um, well, about uh, LBJ, I mean, he was sleeping with Matilda Krim, who was an Israeli asset. Um, you have any idea how many people LBJ was sleeping with? You know, he was having his secretaries in the Oval Office on a regular basis. You know, he impregnated one of them who wound up the wife of Jack Volante because he was so dutiful to Linda that he married a secretary who was pregnant with Linda's child. Look, I, I know an awful lot about this, Catherine. I don't want to push it. And I'm glad you, you know, you've done your research. I, you know, I just, I just wish people would stop repeating stuff, which, to my mind, has been completely disproven. Like what? And I, like that, that, that Hitler was the that Hitler was a British agent. I mean... Well, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm saying a guy who's an expert in the area has published a book, and I consider it to be a legitimate, debatable subject. 
So why would I correct someone on a legitimate debatable subject? You you may be convinced that it's been defeated. I'm not convinced it's been defeated. That's all. That's a difference. Who's supposedly an an expert are the ones that repeat what the powers that be, the opinions that the powers that be want out there. I I don't what you're saying that's true of me. I mean the people on the New York Times bestseller list are a dime a dozen and they all will say exactly what the Jews once said. They ban my books, they don't put them on the bestseller list, Catherine. Oh I've had no, six I'm, books I'm, banned by Amazon, okay? I'm so yeah. I'm not saying you're a bad author. I'm not saying you're a lying author. I'm not saying that at all. But the people, you know, supposedly respected authors are usually the ones that are telling the untruthful story. Yeah, 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 I think that's correct. And those who get the Pulitzer Prizes and all that. Yeah, exactly. They're espousing mm-hmm. stories that the, that the powers want the public to believe. I agree with that, Catherine. Or, or, or they'll, they'll take you so far, they'll t- you know, if, if, if it all was lies, you know, it's sort of like, you have to have some real food mixed in with the rat poison. Like, they'll take you just so <laughs> yeah. far. Like, they're yeah. just, you know, a dime a dozen um, people like Amazing Polly or, you know, Alex Jones or all these different people saying that the vaxes are bad. But then they'll all, and then they'll, in the next breath, they'll say, this is just like Nazism. <laughs> you know, no. You'll, the, the, it was the communists, it was the Jewish communists. You, you don't see pictures of Stalin or FDR or Churchill neck and neck with adoring crowds. You see millions of pictures of Hitler neck and neck with adoring crowds. They loved him because things got better. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Hitler, Hitler, if anyone's got a bad press in history, it's Adolf Hitler. There's no doubt about Adolf, that, Catherine. Adolf nice, Hitler nice and point. Jesus nice Christ. Nice point. Yeah. Adolf Hitler and Jesus Christ. Yes, Thank yes, yes. Thank you for yes. taking my call. But yeah, I'm glad you called. I'm glad you called. Very interesting stuff, Catherine. I'm glad you called. Wayne in Missouri. Wayne, join the conversation. Yes. Uh, on, on the uh, just a brief comment on uh, Germany and Britain, uh, I think sure. uh, you'd, you'd, you'd have a hard time convincing Rudolf Hess that uh, Britain was uh, supporting uh, Germany. You know, in his second in command, Rudolf Hess to fly over Scotland and try to make peace with Churchill, and Churchill wouldn't even see him. Second in command, yeah. Hitler, and Churchill wouldn't even see him. He kept him in prison, and yeah. I don't know, apparently he was he lived until he was know, in his 90s, and they finally strangled him to death, apparently. But <laughs> Rudolf Hess didn't didn't find the British uh, too favorable toward Germany. Um, but uh, what bothers me right now well, is see, the... It, but, but remember, Wayne, it's not whether the British were favorable toward Germany. The question is, was Hitler a British agent? You know, was he somehow fomenting or promoting policies that Britain favored? I mean, your point about Churchill, he wanted to extend the war... He thought there were advantages to the Allies by, for example, the bombing of the German cities, which is uh, today a gross war crime. I mean, it's outrageous. I mean, yes. it's a little. I'm just saying the question is a little more subtle than you were suggesting. That's all. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. I, keep, I know. I, I was a little bit tongue in cheek there, but what what concerns okay. me most right now is that the um, uh, the warning signs coming out of Russia are so frequent now that uh, we're heading into a, a disastrous, uh, catastrophic yeah. war with Russia. Well, and, we're led uh, by morons, the Western morons, and the Rothschilds uh, don't want to lose Ukraine, and uh, I think there's going to be a massive obliteration of Western civilization, and the Russians are warning, warning, warning. How many times can they shout it out, Wayne, that this is a bad idea? Right, and, 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 what, and what bothers me is that... Uh, the American people are are not apparently sufficiently alarmed to to express protest. But then I understand that the January sixth uh, operation really terrified uh, or uh, intimidated rather 
so many American patriots. I mean, look what happened to the protest at the border. Well, when that's, that was, convoy yeah, that was the guy. That was that was the idea, Wayne, to create a protest and then punish him so severely to set an example. It's yeah. like censoring my book. See, it's like the massive fine on Trump. You know, you're not supposed to publish about Sandy Hook and the Boston bombing in Orlando and Parkland and Charlottesville. You you you're not supposed to try to make the American government work for the American people, and you know. I, it's really grotesque, Wayne. A situation we're in is just unbelievably bad. I, I, in my lifetime, I've never expected to see a state of the union like what we're experiencing today. Frankly, I am appalled. So am I. Uh, and you know, one thing that bothers me is that the the airman, the uh, U.S. Air Force uh, member who immolated himself in front of the Israeli embassy, has yeah. not in. Uh, inspired a greater protest. I mean, why don't we have protesters outside the Israeli embassy every day? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It seems well, like I'll tell you when it's going to happen. It's, I'll tell you when it's going to happen, when they start actually conscripting. See, and he was under orders to go to Israel. Now, that's the real story there behind the story. We're hearing about right. his uh, immolation, which was uh, an heroic act. I applaud what he did. He was acting in accordance with his principles and telling us by sacrificing himself a message we need to receive and understand. But the the, yes. the broader issue is he was already under orders to go to Israel to kill Palestinians. Wayne, that is outrageous. The American Absolutely. people do not support genocide. I mean, this is well, just apparently we do. Well, let's, say, no, let's put it this way. No, the government, Zionist. Wayne. Don't, don't, the government, the yeah, government. Our Zionist occupied government, our Zionist occupied government. Yeah, the American people do not believe in this. In fact, it's, it's become the number three issue. You know, the first issue is the border. Second is the economy. And the third is foreign policy. <laughs> Ukraine and Israel, and it's <laughs> very rare in American election that foreign policy issues rise so high. It may even be number two before we we get to the election. That wouldn't surprise me. Good comments, Wayne. Well, give me a final. Give me a final thought. Well, I support uh, Speaker of the House uh, Johnson uh, for standing yeah. up uh, against sending more money to Ukraine. We we, yeah. we we should stop all weapons and monies to to Ukraine. Yeah, we get out of there. I agree. I agree. I agree. He's doing good in that respect, at the very least. Wayne, thanks. Excellent. Good call. Kurt in Michigan. Kurt, join the conversation. Hi, Jim. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we are killing the pig, so you're going to be okay. Keep going. Keep going. Wait. Well, W... Well, oh, we had to the show. My goodness. I'm shocked. Hey, call back in Monday. And meanwhile... Yep. Thanks, everyone. Spend as much time as you can with your family, your friend, the people you love and care about. Because as you can see from our conversation today, we do not know how much time we have left. And support RBN. One of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.